This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, May 21, 2023. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. In today's short podcast, I'll talk about a critical crossroads that we, each of us, now faces and the big decision we must collectively make. But first, I'd like to remind you that the Kickstarter for Dirt Road Radio is now in motion. Please take a look at dirtroadradio.com and see for yourself where this new and innovative idea for the heartland is headed. Dirt Road Radio is an online streaming radio station dedicated to telling the stories of rural America from rural America itself. It's a community project that connects folks in the heartland through music, arts and culture, news and opinion, and good, honest conversation. I'm personally excited about this project, and I'm also highly involved in it. Dirt Road Radio plans to go on the air in June, and their Kickstarter program is just getting underway. For more information, see www.dirtroadradio.com. Dirt Road Radio is all one word, www.dirtroadradio.com. I believe we stand at a significant and historic crossroads in America, a juncture that calls for each of us to make a deliberate choice. There are two powerful forces pulling at our society. One seeks to drag us back to the pre-civil rights era. The other drives us forward toward a diverse and cooperative society that respects the rights and liberties of every individual. So what are the forces that tug at the soul of America? Well, The regressive forces primarily stem from a backlash, an adverse reaction to the civil rights struggles of the 1950s and the 1960s. And it wasn't just a matter of civil rights. It was a matter of religious liberation, where much of America cast aside its strong Christian underpinnings and opted for a more open attitude about God and his role in our lives. This was, in part, reflected in the 1962 Supreme Court decision Anglo v. Vitale, where the court ruled that government-directed prayer in public schools was unconstitutional, a violation of the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Now, at its core, these regressive movements threatened the existing power structure. Predominantly white Americans felt that their power was being challenged by those who didn't share their values, or their culture, or their skin color. This reaction gave birth to what is now referred to as, quote, white Christian nationalism, Personally, I use white Christian nationalism synonymously with MAGA, Make America Great Again. The whole idea is to return to that pre-civil rights era where the power structure of white men, fortified by a white form of Christianity, complete with a picture of Jesus with blonde hair and blue eyes, ruled supreme. White Christian nationalism grew out of the convergence of Christianity and nationalism, Initially resisted in the early 20th century, this alignment was fully embraced by the 1960s. At its heart, religion touches the motivations and actions of people, motivations that mirror political power. Bradley Onishi, in his book Preparing for War, illustrates this point, stating that, quote, 
Christian nationalism is an ideology that sees the United States as a nation built for and by Christians. Organizations such as the John Birch Society, the New Religious Right, and the Moral Majority, among others, well, they all emerged from this amalgamation of white Christianity and nationalism. Their aim? Well, seize control of the Republican Party and instill a power structure where white Christian men stood at the apex of American power. This mission was largely successful, gaining significant traction with the election of Ronald Reagan in 1980, despite his opponent Jimmy Carter being a devout Christian. The problem was that Carter was not a white Christian nationalist. Today, America is becoming less white and less Christian. Immigration increases, and technology continues to change our culture into a more well-informed society. Fewer people are going to church. As a result, white Christian nationalists are feeling the squeeze. They have fought to retain political significance within our democracy, often resorting to extreme gerrymandering to maintain control. But more alarmingly, however, the Republican Party, now dominated by white Christian nationalists, increasingly leans toward totalitarianism as a method of retaining power. Apparently, they're frustrated with trying to tame the democratic form of government and see totalitarianism as a shortcut to their goals. This is why, in just a few short years, Republicans transitioned from being anti-Russia to pro-Russia. The model of Russia's President Vladimir Putin serves as a blueprint for their vision of control. So, this is the profound choice that we face. Do we defend our democracy from the forces of white Christian nationalism, or do we let our democracy slip through our fingers? And it's not just about voting out non-democratic forces, it's all about daily political engagement. Our form of representative democracy, or as some like to call it, a constitutional republic, demands more than just casting a vote. It calls for active participation. See, when it comes to voting, here's the thing. When election season rolls around, you hear a lot from politicians about how important it is to vote. Of course, they're right. But what they're not telling you is that voting is just one duty you have to your community, but it's not the only duty. Voting is the final expression you make to tell your government what you want. But the real work takes place between the times that you vote. The real work is making sure that the ballots you vote upon provide you with reasonable choices. I can't count how many times I hear people say that they're not voting for something, but voting against something else. That happens when we only pay attention on Election Day. Now, at the risk of sounding cynical, a lot of politicians purposely put us in the position of deciding between two evils, and we, as voters, are put in the position of selecting the lesser of two evils. We vote against things, not for things. This is no way to run a country. So the choice is deceptively simple, yet highly important. Are you ready to defend our democracy? Or are you prepared to just sit back and accept the consequences? But be warned, if you're not already a white Christian nationalist man, the latter choice will not go well for you. We risk slipping into a full-blown theocracy if we fail to get involved. Now, whether you're black, LGBTQ, a woman, Chinese, or even a white male like me who rejects white Christian nationalism, this will affect you, big time. So how can you participate? Well, engage with your community. Discuss the state of your country. 
Call into those radio talk shows and let them know how you feel. Attend the town halls. Reach out to your local representatives. Write to your local newspaper. Attend protests. The goal here isn't so much about what you're protesting. It's all about participation. As I've said so many times before, democracy is not a spectator sport. You have to get out of the stands and onto the field and kick the ball. Now, I realize that taking action forces people out of their comfort zone. Hey, it's easier to sit back, watch the news, and yell at the TV. It truly is a lot more difficult for lots of folks to put themselves out there and take action. Hey, it can be risky sometimes. I get it. But here's the thing. Knowing the direction America is heading today, how comfortable will you be when the concentric circles of power and control in this nation don't include you and your loved ones at the center? We need to confront these uncomfortable questions now because they won't just disappear. In fact, the anti-democratic forces in this nation will continue to grow, potentially changing the very fabric of our society if left unchecked. If we remain passive spectators, we may find ourselves on the sidelines of our own disabled democracy. So take action however you can. Start small if need be, but start nonetheless. Start by engaging in conversations. Start by understanding the issues. Start by making your voice heard. Democracy thrives on the active participation of its citizens, and hey, it is our democracy. Yours, mine, ours. And that's the choice we're left with today. Do we allow our democracy to be whittled away by forces that seek to take us back to an era of exclusion and divisiveness? Or do we stand up and speak out and participate actively to ensure that our democratic values are upheld? While navigating this crossroad, remember that our choices will not just determine our personal futures, but the future of our great nation overall. Let's ensure that the future is one of inclusion, diversity, and respect for the rights of all. To me, that choice seems simple and obvious, but here we are. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And whether or not you agree with my concerns, I hope I was able to make you think, hey, I don't want agreement. I simply want to inspire your ability to think and then act upon your beliefs. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will help keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyonthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyonthemove.org slash contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Rey Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead. We hope you'll tune in again next week. <laughs>